0: Hi, I'm Brandon,
1: and I'm Megan,
0: and we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything.
1: Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools Fools in In Love podcast.
0: Guess who's back, back again. Fools in Love, Brandon and Meg, Guess guess who's back, guess who's back, guess who's back. Hey everyone, welcome back. It is Wednesday and so it is Fools in Love with Brandon and Megan. Oh boy, the topics we're taking on this week, life, it is so full of challenges, isn't it? There are so many things that constantly seem to stand in our way, regardless of if we're doing something small, if we're doing something big. Are y'all out there with me? Every time you seem to try something, even small, some days it just isn't going to work out and that's one of the things we want to talk about today. One thing that I always think about when I think about challenges is the biggest challenge in life to me is just getting out of your own way. And can it really be that simple? I believe it can. The hardest things are always when I'm getting in my own head and convincing myself of things that aren't even really there, or even if they are there. Our brains make it into such a big deal. But the idea is you can think about anything and make it into something huge, or you can move on. One of the things that makes me think about that is so many times when I'm sick, like right now I have a little bit of a sore throat, okay? So I will go on to Google, and I will Google, why do I have a sore throat? (laughs) And it's always... Either I have a cold or I'm dying, isn't it? Every time I'm either have a cold or I'm dying. And so many times when you look up symptoms on Google, they can be that you're just stressed and anxious because we can literally convince ourselves and give ourselves serious health issues just by the thoughts in our head. We can tell ourselves things that aren't true. We develop beliefs based on complete falsehoods and crazy ideas. Some I find... Some call them habits, some call them agreements that we make with ourselves, but all of them are just the choices we make. The list can be endless for excuses we make that prevent us from being the people we want to be. So let's delve into a few, shall we?
1: Number one, I don't have enough time. I know you guys have heard me talk about this before, but we're going to talk about it again. If you don't have enough time, number one, really, that's your excuse? We're all so busy with so many things but are they really all that important? How many of those things are you going to remember later in life? And were they actually worthwhile or superficial?
0: Yeah. Honestly, I think our to-do lists are always so big, but when you think back on it, ultimately it's like, what are you going to remember five years down the road, 10 years down the road, even three months down the road? Are you going to remember that email you need to do or that thing that you had to do that seems so important at the time? Or are you going to find out that that stuff really wasn't wasn't as important as you might have thought? As I'm talking on this topic, I really think about being in high school and thinking that everything was so important. Like if I didn't play well in this sports game or if we lost a game or if I didn't do well in this subject, it seemed like such a huge deal at the time because it was my whole world and we can all get caught up in that. But the time that you're taking for certain tasks, even small things that are letting you change your mindset and changing everything about you a lot of times it's small and we find honestly that time in itself is just about setting priorities and what are you really making your priority
1: for the longest time tv was our priority the kids would go to bed and tv was our number one goal in life i mean we didn't really say that or we didn't really like notice that about ourselves but that was basically what we wanted to accomplish at the end of a night And when we really thought that through and realized how crazy it was that we would spend all of our time, all of our free precious time that we had just watching TV, we realized we needed to make a change.
0: Yeah. It's always funny when people say that they don't have time and really they create things to make themselves busy. You sit there and say you don't have time and then you put your kids in 15,000 different activities where you're having to be pulled here, there and everywhere or you join 15 different groups or clubs or things that you need to do to make yourself busy. Really, time in itself, again, is all in priorities. You don't have the time? Really, you don't have the time? What's the latest series on Netflix right now? How is that going? Is there any shows that you watch that you do not miss? Is that really that important? That's exactly what we're talking about. And trust me, We're coming from a place of no judgment. Like Megan said, we have totally been there. But once you recognize where your time is going, it's a lot easier to make it a priority and strategize how you're going to come up with more.
1: And the other thing is that once you realize how much time you spend on Facebook and Instagram, you can gain back a lot of your time there too. I don't know if you have the latest update on your iPhones, but I do. And it's scary how many times it tells me I pick up that phone and how many hours I spend on that. Thankfully, some of that is related to blogging and podcasting, so I can feel a little bit better about that. But if I'm being honest with myself, it is a lot of my personal use too. So if you want to gain back time, maybe stay away from the Instagram for a little bit.
0: Yeah, the, the biggest thing is with some planning and strategy, we can free up so much time. We've actually started that with just our morning routines. I've started waking up an hour before I normally would. So I wake up at 4 a.m. every day. Yeah, I know, 4 a.m. every day. I just, I can't do that. I could never do that. Trust me, you can. I said the same thing, but once you see how much time is freed up by getting up early, you will change your tune. You will never say, or very few times will you say, that you don't have the time. Because all of a sudden, you've gained hours of additional time and set yourself up for the rest of the day changing things and planning things in ways that you never understood were possible. And trust me, I was right there with you. It sounds terrible. Every morning when my alarm goes off at 4 a.m., I do begrudgingly get up, but within 15 minutes, I am so happy that I've done it. And can I tell you a small story? This Saturday I said, well, you know, I've been waking up at 4 every day, so let me go ahead and sleep Or sleep in, which with kids is 6 a.m. But I'm like, let me sleep in. And Megan's like, well, I'm still going to get up. So I slept in and I didn't feel any more rested. And when I looked on my Fitbit, I actually was tossing and turning for two hours straight. I really wished I would have had that time back. And that's happened every time I've tried to sleep in, even though I think it's going to be better for me somehow to get an extra couple hours of sleep, it never seems to work out. And I would much rather have had that time.
1: And interestingly enough, once we started waking up early, we found time all over the place. It wasn't just that we had an hour in the morning. It was that we were getting creative everywhere. We started using lunch hours and weekends and nap times. And after the kids went to bed to do all this extra stuff that we had to do, and suddenly we're able to clean our house more and do more business things after hours and get our personal relaxation time or fitness time or whatever that time is. We just have it. I don't know what made, what made that possible, but it was really just that one thing, changing that one thing somehow opened it up for us.
0: Yeah. And it takes sacrifice to pursue your dreams. It takes sacrifice to pursue the things that you want to do. If there's plenty, if there's a laundry list of things that you want to do, and what our excuse that we're telling ourselves is we don't have the time, then you're never going to have the time. You have to prioritize. And sometimes that requires hard choices. We have to make hard choices in order to prioritize our dreams. So I have to end this part with how much time is your dream actually worth? How much time are you willing to put in to get from A to B, to get to where you want to be? How much time are you willing to allocate for that? Is it worth giving up the next Netflix series or the next best thing or liking or getting a few more comments on Instagram? I personally think it is. And that's why we've made that choice. So number two of these wonderful excuses that hold us back is putting labels on yourself. And we all do it. I do it to myself and sometimes I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I would. I always look at other people and I say, oh, I would love to do that. And just fill in the blank of what it is. I would love to be a designer. Uh, I would love to be creative enough. I'd love to be well-versed enough, connected enough. Like I said, fill in the blank. I would love to be an extrovert instead of an introvert. And we look at other people and we just say, I'd love to be that way, but I can't possibly be that way because that's just not how I'm built. And that's not my strength. And so I can never do that thing, whatever it is, because I was not born with that ability.
1: Gosh, absolutely. I know that when you just said the thing about introverted versus extroverted, it really hit a chord because there are so many times in my life where I've been like, oh, well, you know, I can't really do that because I just don't know how to talk to people. I can't possibly go to a networking event. I don't know how to talk to anyone and I'm just a wallflower. So I had to learn how to get past that. And I still struggle because I'm introverted, obviously. But you do have to push yourself out of those preconceived notions that you have of yourself because they're only going to hurt you.
0: Right. And obviously, when I say that, we're all born with natural abilities. That is true. I can't sit here and say that some of those people you are looking at, yeah, they were born with the natural ability to do some things. Some people are very good with their words. Some people are very good at communicating with others. Some people are naturally creative and they can create things out of nothing. We've all seen it firsthand. But the fact is, They might not have been born that way. We might look at it and say, well, they just had that skill. But in order to have success in places that you're interested in, you might actually have to put in some work and some effort to get to that place. I think it's really easy to look at people and look at the world and say, well, they're just lucky or they come from means, you know, their family had money or some other reason that they were able to do what they could do and get to a place where ultimately I can't because I didn't come from those things. It's really a nice thought, but it's far from true. When you look around the world, plenty of people had to grind, had to do the hard work and learn and assess and reassess and fail to get to the place where they are. And the fact is that many skills can be learned. And many of our lack of saying that I'm not whatever it is, And whatever that person has can be supplemented with time and learning and research.
1: Which leads us into number three, I don't know how. It's so easy to just say we don't know how to do something. And everyone who is doing whatever that thing is, is a genius. But even those people had to start somewhere. And so do we. Everyone who's in a place that you envy, everyone who's in the place that you eventually want to be, they all had to learn. They all had to grow. They didn't start out an expert. They started out at level one just like we all are.
0: Yeah, and I was just reading stuff, something recently where it said, don't look at someone like an influencer or whoever else and, and fast forward 10 years ahead and think you should be there in one day or one month or even one year. We've said before on this program, it takes 10 years to master something. So you can't start out on day one and expect to be there. And it's so easy to say, I don't know how, but what a joke. I'm sorry. I've said it to myself, but what a joke. What did you ever start and what did you ever master? And what do you do now that you are so competent in? It's like secondhand to you. It takes nothing for you to do it. Anything in your job or your career or anything you're doing, what of that did you start day one and know how to do perfectly? What? What? What could we have ever started out saying, oh, yeah, I was just born and I was really good at managing people or I was just born and, you know, I was really good at this marketing thing. It all takes work, people. It all takes work. And I'm talking to myself right now, too, because I'm the worst at this. I want to get from A to C. I've always told you guys I want to get from A to C and I forget about the B. But the fact is you can literally go online and Google anything anything at all that you want to do, and you will get 1,000 and a half resources on how to do that. So saying you don't know how is insane in the world we live in today. We don't have to go to the library and find a book or go talk to a person. I can go online and find all the experts and find all the things to literally do anything.
1: You can pick up a book. You can listen to a podcast. You can ask someone in the field. There are people all around willing to help. There are people on Instagram that you could reach out to. There are people in your own life that you could reach out to. There's always somewhere to be learning and always someone to learn from, but you have to be open to learning. It's easy to just say you don't know how and move on, but we have to get past that and realize that we can learn and we will do it no matter what.
0: Oh, that leads us to number four. People won't like or understand me. (laughs) Oh, the opinions of others are such a strong thing and we always want to limit ourselves based solely on what other people will think. Think about it in your own life. How many times have you made a decision based on what someone else might think or say about you? You know, What will they say? How will they judge me? How will they feel about me doing this? And so because of that, from a very early age, we play it safe. We walk the line and we make sure we remain with the status quo. We don't step out and do things differently than everyone else. We live in our own cookie cutter world. We don't want to break the cycle of what we've been doing because it's so much easier for people not to judge me where I currently am than if I step out and do something that they don't understand. And then it'll be something where I get judged and no one wants to be judged.
1: This can often start when we're choosing a career. You might choose the safe bet on the career that your parents wanted you to have instead of stepping out and doing what you really wanted to do. You might have chosen your major in college based on the safe bet instead of your actual dreams and ambitions.
0: Yeah. So many times you talk to people and they're like, well, my parents wanted me to be a lawyer. So even though I didn't really want to do that, it seemed like the smart bet. So I did it. But maybe you wanted to pursue acting. Maybe you are an accountant, but you really wanted to start your own graphic design business. But we don't do it because someone told us somewhere at some time that that's not the smart decision to make. And just as a rule of thumb, no one should be able to tell you what is or isn't the best thing to do. And let me preface that by saying no one in a place lower than where you want to be should be able to tell you what you can or can't do. But it's so easy as people to want to limit other people because we don't understand it. So we rationalize in our mind that that person must be crazy. And I remember an example right now as we talk that Megan's sister actually wanted to be a stewardess to see the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Flight attendant. I've dated myself with stewardess. But she wanted to do that. And I remember when she told all of us, we all had different opinions on it. And I'll be honest, I wasn't very supportive either. I said, well, she's just going to get stuck on one of those Raleigh to Atlanta flights all day or did the Detroit to Chicago flight all day, and she's never going to get to see the world. I don't think that changed her opinion. I don't think that changed her decision, and that's an testament to her. But we all have opinions based on what other people are doing, and we all want to know and get that positive feedback from someone that... We are doing something that they agree with. We do not want to disagree. It's human nature that you do not want to disagree with someone and you do not want someone to think poorly of you.
1: And guys, really, we have to remember, me included, that you can look up a review on a book or look up a review on a business and someone somewhere will have hated on it, even if most people love it. And that applies for us as people, too. Not everyone's going to love us. Not everyone's going to agree with everything we do. Some people won't like us no matter how hard we try, and that's got to be okay with us. And once that's okay with us, we'll be able to break through and actually move on and do something amazing.
0: Yeah, with that, it's just so easy to get stuck in a place by only thinking about doing what others want you to do. And you know where you usually end up if you do that? Miserable and full of regret. Most of the time, later down the road, you're going to regret those things.
1: Number five is I don't want to fail. And speaking from a true perfectionist point of view, uh, I hate failure. I I know I shouldn't say the word hate because we teach our kids not to say the words hate, but I really, really don't like it. It's the worst. I can't stand when I mess up. I'm like not even supposed to be preaching on this right now because I can't fail. But when we fail, it sucks. And it can make us doubt ourselves. There have been so many times in my life where I've messed up and it just crushes me, and I feel like I shouldn't go on. Actually, my daughter, who is four, she'll be five next month, our daughter is sadly following in mommy's footsteps. Yesterday, I took her to the dentist, and on our way back, she was talking about words that rhyme. And she told me that wa and fa rhyme. And I said, yes, they do rhyme, but actually those aren't words. I should never have said that because her little heart broke into a thousand pieces. And she was like, well, I'm never going to rhyme again. I'm never rhyming words ever again. And I was like, what? Why? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I I did not mean to upset you at all. And she was so torn apart because she messed up on saying it was a word when it wasn't. So really, at any age, we don't want to fail.
0: Yeah, Megan's right. I mean, none none of us want to fail. But the fact is, you will fail. And sometimes you just need to tell yourself. Yeah, I'm going to fail sometimes. I'm not going to do everything right the first time. And it's all in what you do next after that failure that makes the difference. So we can fail and then never try anything new again. And feel fear everything from that point on that, Oh, I can't do that because I might fail and I might have a problem. But it's all in how you look at failure. If you look at failure as learning... Rather than hiding from it, you'll actually embrace it. And from there, you'll soon realize that in all of your failures, there are actually opportunities to grow. And that sounds cliche and corny and crazy, but it works. It honestly works. If you look at every experience you had, the failures and the successes, all as growth I think you'll see that you actually grow way more from your failures than you ever could have if everything just went perfectly for you.
1: And it doesn't mean we have to love failing either. It just means that when it happens, because it inevitably will, we absolutely are going to fail, that we have to be fine with that and accept that this is going to be a learning experience for us.
0: And on to number six, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I have to laugh even when I say this because I've said this exact quote to Megan over here on more than one occasion. I just don't know what I want. If I could have anything, I don't know what that would be. I don't have a dream. I don't have something that I would love to do. I don't have a natural calling for my life. Well, let me stop right there. Yes, you do. If you've ever told yourself that, yes, you do. And you might be listening to this and you don't even want to admit it to yourself what it is, but you know as I'm talking what that is. You're either too scared to admit it or you're too afraid to try, but you know what it is. If you ask yourself deep down, you know what you want to do.
1: And if for some reason you don't know exactly what you want to do, You've at least had a thought on what you might want to do because if you have ever said, "If I had all the money in the world, what would I do? you probably had an answer for that question. If money were no object, what would you do? Where would you go? Who would you see? How would you have life done?
0: Yeah, and again, I I would I remember telling Megan this: I don't enjoy doing anything. like I just don't want to do anything. Work is hard. I just don't see myself doing anything. And it's just untrue. It's just untrue. I thought, starting out in my career, I went to college for teaching. I thought, I love teaching people new things, so I must want to be a teacher. But then I got out to teaching, and I did not like the teaching field. So does this mean that I can't teach just because I don't want to be in the teaching field teaching kids in a classroom? No, that's not what it means at all. So look back to your strengths. What do you love to do? What do you like to do? And then what careers does that fit into? Okay, I personally love talking to people. I love communicating and I love helping. Well, geez, what can you do with that? Anything. You can do anything you want by being able to communicate to people and helping people and talk to people. You can do a podcast look at that. You can do a podcast. You can do a blog. You can do so many things just being able to communicate an idea and teach people. So the fact that I just didn't want to be in this individual career doesn't mean that I can't use the skills that naturally come to me to do things I would like to do in the future.
1: And if you truly don't know, and it's not just that you're too scared or too afraid to try something, then sit down with yourself with a notepad. And don't even think about careers as we usually think about them. Just write down things you enjoy. I enjoy reading. I enjoy writing. I enjoy talking. I enjoy what are those things. Write down anything that comes to your mind. And from that, you'll be able to kind of see where you could go. You have to be willing to think outside of the box on that because... It's not necessarily careers that are going to pop into your mind that are easy to see and, and understand. You're going to have to dig deep on this, and that's okay. It might not be a one-time exercise. You might have to come back to this three times, four times, a month later, whatever, and just keep writing and adding to the things that you like and then be creative in where those could take you.
0: Oh, yes. as That is amazing because we always, always think about things like our strengths and our weaknesses and we put them down into a box. Like they have to fit a certain career out in the world. But so many of the people who tread their own path and stepped outside of the box are the innovators. They're the people who are doing things that wasn't there. So if you write down all of these things and there is nothing that you can put down as a career that you could do based on a huge list of things, go out and create it yourself. Go out and do it. Nothing is stopping you from doing that. I think people more often at the end of their life regret the risk that they didn't take in playing it safe than they ever regret anything else that they did. You see that more often than not where you talk to people and you could talk to anyone if you have a grandparent, if you have a parent, if you have people at the end of your life well that sounds morbid but you know toward the end of their life what are their regrets what are things that they regret doing and most of the time it's the things that they regret not doing than the things they're doing and that is something by playing it safe that you're always going to have and you always got to think what if what if what if I don't try this am I going to regret it because that might just be the motivation that you need just go to on a personal note, when I think about life and the things that I personally regret most of the time, it was that I didn't try harder. I assumed something wouldn't work. And so I didn't try at all. So that leads me into a time in my life in middle school where I was about 12 or 13. And there was a new girl in our school and we were from a small town And so if we got a new person, they were like a celebrity people. I mean, they were, you had been with the same people in the school for your entire life. So when someone new came, they were like a hot commodity, literally and figuratively.
1: I can attest to that. I was the new girl in ninth grade.
0: (laughs) Right. Meg was the new girl, so she knows. But anyway, there was this new girl in our school and her name was Laura. And I thought she was so cool and she was so cute And I really, really remember wanting to ask her out. But the problem was, one of my friends, who I perceived to be more popular than me, better than me, he went up and he asked her out one day. And she said no. She said no. And so I took that as a reason to not even ever try. Because I thought, if he's better than me, and he's a way cooler dude than me, and she said no to him man, what chance do I have? I'm not even going to try. And that was 20 plus years ago, people, 20 years ago. I'm happily married now. I'd love to say that. I'm happily married. I have two kids at home and I still remember that. I still remember that. That's how crazy these things can be. And it's so often we look at things in the world and we look at people and we say, well, they tried this. And so because they tried and they failed, what chance do I possibly have? But I promise you, there's more people out there with more skill than you, more natural ability than you. But they're not successful because they don't have the drive that you can have. And it's a choice that you make.
1: Dang, I don't even know how to follow that one up. Woo! Got to recover from that for a second. I think for me, at least, the biggest business or career type regret that I've had was that I didn't do a blog earlier. And thankfully, I realized that now, instead of 15, 20, 25 years from now, so I could remedy that, I don't want to get to a point in my life where I have a bunch of regrets. So I started it originally back in 2013. It was a lame little blog on a, what, I don't even remember what those were called, Blogspot or something. <laughs> I think they probably still exist for free, but they're terrible. And I didn't know how to make it grow. I didn't even try. I just gave it up. I basically used it as like a diary for my first pregnancy and a few months into our daughter's life. And then that was it. I never even attempted to make it into a business. I just didn't know how. I didn't think I could possibly do what the other girls and other moms had done. And that was the end of the story. If I had actually put in the work back then, I'd be six years into a blog now instead of a year, not even a year into the new blog. I just don't want to live with those type of regrets. So thankfully, again, I've made that adjustment. But man, I could be so much further now. And that's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, but don't we all do that? I mean, think back to any regret that you have and see where it leads you. See where it leads you back to. The fact is, you can take any regret. Most of the time, it's for things that you didn't do, a decision you didn't make, a chance to play it safe, a chance to where you doubted yourself and you didn't take a chance. Well, I have a little exercise for you right now. And I want you all to to be with me just for a moment. I want you to do me a favor. Is there a, ne- a mirror nearby? Uh, in our In our space here, we have a mirror. But is there a mirror nearby? Can you go look into it for me? Or better yet, if you have your phone and you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a mirror, open up your camera on your phone and turn it to your face. And just look at yourself. Yes, it seems awkward. I'm holding it because I want you to just look at yourself for a minute. And just take yourself in. What do you see? What do you see when you look at yourself? You know what I see? A person fully capable Of pursuing their dreams. A person who isn't gonna let all these excuses get in the way. A person who has everything they need to get to where they wanna be. It doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter what job you currently have, where you are in life. You are enough. You can do it. You can do it. Keep looking in the mirror and say it out loud I am enough. Say it again. No one's judging you. You're there by yourself probably. But do it. I am enough. Take it in. Yes, it's crazy, but you need to hear it. I am enough. You can change your life right now in this moment. No one is telling you you can't. You can make the decision right now. You do not have to wait any longer. You don't need anyone's permission. You don't need anything further. You can make the choice right now to change your life. Don't doubt yourself don't worry about the failing. Don't worry about all these excuses that are gonna come into your mind. The fact is we all fail, but that opens the door so we can grow. You got this. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another show of Fools and Love Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools and Love Podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at this average mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.